Some people precisely remember events from many decades ago as if they happened yesterday. They can enthuse about events like a fountain of knowledge. By contrast to others, events dissipate over time and only ripples of what happened remain. To many people, it only seems like yesterday that in 1965, Paul Simon was a 24-year-old virtually unknown American singer-songwriter who wrote a song he personally didn't particularly regard highly, but would become one of his most popular. That song, Homeward Bound, has caused much debate ever since as to the precise location where it was written and, to a lesser extent, its lyrical meaning. A lot of people that aren't musicians say it was written, if only partially, in witness at the railway station. Many musicians tend to take other views, because they're aware that a song very rarely tumbles out in its complete form instantaneously. 1965 wasn't the first time that Paul Simon performed in England. In the early 1960s, Simon visited England a few times to perform in small pubs and folk clubs across the UK. Despite his apparent diffidence, it's often noted by those that know him Paul Simon has a steely determination to succeed against the odds. And though not arrogant, he has always been confident in his songwriting ability. During those early years, Paul Simon said if he wasn't famous by the time he was 30, he'd regard himself as a failure. That quiet confidence and determination saw Simon travel many thousands of solitary miles to England in his early twenties to perform songs he felt would later be respected. It was during the summer of 1962 that he first travelled to England and where he had his initial taste of the English folk scene. Many years later, Paul Simon reflected on his times in England in the 1960s. He said, It was a big adventure for me. I used to take my guitar, get on a train and go to wherever I was going by myself. In this respect, he typified the wandering itinerant of American music folklore, moving from town to town just passing through, like his American folk predecessors Woody Guthrie and Bob Dylan. Paul Simon also said of those more carefree times, I have a particular affection for when I was playing in the British folk clubs. They were like tiny little theatres, not even that because there wasn't even a stage, just a microphone, and sometimes there wasn't a microphone. Paul Simon's happy experiences in such sparse settings proves the point that good songs will always resonate with a receptive audience. So, it was in the spring of 1965, Simon found himself in England once more. It's worth noting that the year before this three and a half thousand mile journey from New Jersey to London, Paul Simon and his school friend Art Garfunkel recorded their debut album, Wednesday Morning 3am. Featuring vocals, acoustic guitar and double bass and sparse arrangements, it was recorded in the 21 days between March the 10th and the 31st, 1964. This debut album featured 12 songs, only five of them written by Simon. When the album was released in America in October 1964, it failed to sell. Nevertheless, Simon was undeterred and continued to write and perform, but felt the UK audiences were much more receptive to his songs than those in his native America. As his popularity increased in Britain, Simon earned good money playing small English folk club venues. Of this time, he said, I was making £25 a night, maybe £100 a week, and I felt vaguely guilty that I was earning so much more than the average working man. Consequently, it's easy to see why Simon regarded England highly. He said, Friends I made in England I still have, 
and it was a very, very happy period in my life, so I feel as if it's a second home. It's not hard to conclude his early love for England was possibly a result of the failure of American audiences at that time to appreciate his early songs. And so, in 1965, it was a slightly subdued Paul Simon that went for an extended stay in England that saw him write Homeward Bound. Writing in his Paul Simon-approved biography, Robert Hilborn said, one of the things he found in England was a welcome, warm music community. Biographer Robert Hilborn continued, Simon hadn't felt accepted in folk circles in America, but in England, people listened to him and liked him. The folk clubs in England were generally away from the bars and people listened to the songs. In America, people chatted and ignored the music. Clearly then, Simon's 1965 move to England helped him overcome the rejection he must have felt after the debut Simon and Garfunkel album flopped. And so, it was in mid-1960s England that Simon found something to give him new artistic life, where he felt valued. And to make his personal life even better, Paul Simon fell in love with an English girl that year. Her name was Cathy Chitty. He wrote a number of songs about and for Cathy, whilst living with her in London. Despite not naming her in the lyrics, it's generally accepted Simon's song Homeward Bound was partially written with her in mind too. And it was whilst here in the northwest of England in April 1965, touring small folk clubs and missing Cathy, that it's often argued he composed Homeward Bound on Widnes train station. As said earlier, that assertion has created much debate for decades. Some people point to Paul Simon himself much later saying he wrote the song at Widnes as the ultimate confirmation of its location. Though, despite Simon's seemingly categoric verbal proof, it must be remembered that between 1963 and 1965, he made multiple trips to England, travelling around many innocuous small-town English folk clubs, and increasingly feeling homesick. Certainly Homeward Bound lyrically gives a good insight into how Paul Simon travelled between one small town to another innocuous town, with each place blending into one as the nights wore on. But would you remember the precise location you did something if you travelled around small towns in the dark in a country that you didn't geographically know too well? Yes, it's likely you'd remember different village and town names when reminded, but would you be certain of them years later? When Paul Simon played a Witness Folk Club on September 13th, 1965, he had played a gig a few nights before, around seven miles away, in a Warrington pub on September the 9th, the pub being The Lion on Bridge Street. And the night after the Warrington gig, Simon performed in Chester on the 10th of September, around 15, maybe 18 miles south of here. So it wouldn't be surprising if Simon confused different small town places. Indeed, after Paul Simon lyrically starts the song with I'm sitting in the railway station, he goes on to admit each town looks the same to me. So it's unsurprising the lyrically melancholic song that has enchanted listeners for decades has simultaneously intrigued them too, owing to the differing accounts of where it was written. Homeward Bound is one of Paul Simon's most loved songs, though he later stated he didn't particularly like the song. He felt the title was too generic, and the lyrics a little too self-absorbed and introspective. In fact, for the final verse, Simon sings, Tonight I'll sing my songs again, I'll play the game and pretend, but all my words come back to me, in shades of mediocrity like emptiness in harmony. Do these lines indicate self-doubt in his songwriting ability? 
or simply suggest a weary songwriter late at night travelling from town to town in a foreign country he doesn't really know. So I suppose wherever Homeward Bound was actually written, I feel it's not that important. In fact, as any successful songwriter will say, it's extremely unusual for a song to be completely written, lyrics and music, in one place quickly. It's much more common that fragments of lyrics are started in one place at one time and subsequently worked on as time passes. Now, despite not being too fond of the song himself, it's clear it lyrically resonates with Paul Simon fans. Despite Paul Simon's dismissal of the song's lyrical content, I feel it's stronger than it first seems. I think most people have somewhere they call home. The location of that home is different to everyone, of course. And furthermore, home can be defined differently. To some people, home is the house they grew up in. To others, the definition of home is broader. To them, it's an area rather than a specific house. To others, again, it can be where they felt safest. In all these definitions of home, the word seems grounded in the past. It's a particular place people like to go to because of how they associate it with being secure. Therefore, the phrase homeward bound explains a literal direction of travel. They are going home, or at least they want to. By association, that direction of travel will usually be connected to time. In other words, travelling to a place from their past, a past where they were happier. In those senses, travelling home is a positive experience. However, by contrast, the antithesis can be true for some people. Those people want to move on from their life. They want to escape the past. For those people, the term homeward bound, and in particular the word bound, can be described as being unable to move on, physically or metaphorically. In other words, they feel bound to a place. They can't shake the past. They want to move on, but feel that they can't. It could be that Simon's lyrics here indicate his desire to break free of his recent rejected musical past, i.e. America didn't really take too kindly to his songs in the early 1960s. The romanticised version of events that claim Paul Simon sat on a platform at Widnes Railway Station, waiting for a train to take him back to London to his girlfriend, and entirely wrote Homeward Bound there, does seem implausible. A friend that rushed Paul Simon to the station that night, the ironically named Jeff Speed, who had provided lodgings for Simon in September 1965, said they were late and nearly missed the train. There wouldn't have been time for Paul Simon to take out his guitar and start composing. And even if there was time, it's unlikely a stranger in a strange land would take out his guitar late at night and begin writing on a dark and empty railway platform. If anything, it's much more plausible that he formed some of the lyrics, possibly the opening lines, whilst rushing to board the train and then continued them on the journey. In fact, the plaque at the station does seem to acknowledge this. It states, It was while at this station that Paul Simon was inspired to write the song Homeward Bound. I think that is an honest assessment. Paul Simon was inspired to write the lyrics at Widner Station. No more, no less and so it's more likely he only formed part of the lyrics on that day, Monday, September 13th, 1965. Incidentally, this was the very same day as Paul McCartney's Yesterday was released as a single by the Beatles. And as you probably know, McCartney wrote the music and melody six months before having the song's completed lyrics. Musicians know songs rarely occur immediately in their complete form. Lyrics get written, rewritten and adapted over time and consequently get to be interpreted in different ways. 
On one level, Homeward Bound is a lyrically simple projection of homesickness, and his gentle singing voice highlights loneliness and isolation at the start of the song. I'm sitting in the railway station, got a ticket to my destination, on a tour of one-night stands, my suitcase and guitar in hand, and every stop is neatly planned for a poet and a one-man band. But, on another reading, the opening lyrics could be read as an extended metaphor for Simon's determination and self-belief his songs would one day travel the world searching out and finding new audiences. With this interpretation, it's the gentle singing tone that Simon adopts throughout Homeward Bound that disguises his steely determination to succeed. And that's what many of his close friends said about Paul Simon. On the surface, he appears calm and gentle, but below the surface, there is a steely determination to succeed. 